You are listening to Power Talk with Dr. Norman Thomas, sponsored by New Life Church International, a church for all nations. Divine health is different than trying to get a healing. Divine health is literally living a lifestyle of health. Divine health is literally dealing with a lifestyle, a lifestyle of health. Everybody say a lifestyle of health. Yeah. It's one thing to get healed. It's one thing to live in health. Like, for instance, we go to the doctor when something's wrong, and we want the doctor to fix us. But then after the doctor, quote-unquote, fixes us, do we do what is necessary to sustain health after that episode of treatment? Or do we go back to the behavior that positioned us in the condition that we found ourselves in in the first place? Everybody understand what I'm saying? So with God, how does that work with God? You can zoom in a little bit more. How does that work with God? I want to talk to the online audience really good today. When, when there's something going on in your body and you believe in God for healing, what, how do you do that? How do you process that? Just, oh, Lord, heal me. Lord, heal me. And after you start feeling better, okay, you just you forget about it. Divine health is a lifestyle, not an episode. And it's something that has to, we have to engage on an ongoing basis. Even when we're feeling good in our bodies, we still must continue to engage divine health as a way of life. So in this series, and this is the last series, this last study on this series, this is number five, uh, we've talked about an array of things and, and last week, specifically, we talked about the use of the word to produce health in our lives because the Bible literally refers to itself as medicine. The Bible refers to itself as medicine for our bodies, healing to our bones, the marrow of our bones, the sinews, the nerves, the tissues of our cells. The Bible says, my word will produce health for your body. So how do you apply the word as health to your body? You, your spirit man, speaks to your body the word of God. I mean, if you can take a pill every day for some predicament in your body, you can speak the word every day to your body and believe God in terms of what he said about healing and life being in his word. Now, <clears throat> my notes are available online. You can get them. You can download them uh, onto your device, and you can print them out if you're in a position to do that, those of you that are watching us remotely. But this scripture is not in the notes. It's John chapter 1, and I want to read this, St. John chapter 1, and it is verse number, it's verse 3. And it's verse four. Well, let's just start with verse one. <laughs> in the beginning was what? 
the word was in the beginning. The word was the beginning. The word constitutes the beginning. In the beginning was the word, the word of God. And the word was with God and the word was God. So now the word is being personified as God himself. So when I, when I meditate the word, I meditate God. When I speak the word, I speak God, his thoughts, his, his purposes and plans. And verse 3 says, all things were made by him. Notice the pronoun him, giving personification to God, to the word rather. So God and the word are the same. And without him or without the word was not anything made that was made. So everything that has come into an existence has come into an existence, come into existence by the spoken word. That's why the Bible talks to us about the power of your words. That when you speak, you create. That if there are things in your life you don't want, the first thing you can do is stop speaking it into existence and speak its replacement into existence. But here's what I want you to see. All things were made by him and without him was nothing made. Verse 4, in him or in the word was life. There is life in the word. And when we say life, we're talking the God kind of life that's in the word of God. So I can speak stress, I can speak anxiety on myself, or I can speak peace and I can speak calm and comfort on myself. It's my choice. So when somebody says, I'm always stressed, what are you doing? What are you doing? I stress out so easy. What are you doing? Stop that. Amen. You are literally speaking it into existence for you. And ultimately you believe it. Because from the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. All right? So I speak the word over my life. I speak the word over my body. I declare that I'm healed. I don't declare that I'm healed when I'm feeling sick in my body. I declare that I'm healed all the time. And because I declare that I'm healed all the time, I feel sick in my body very, very seldom. Very seldom. And when I feel sick in my body, you'll never hear me say, I'm sick. What you'll hear me say is, I am healed by the stripes of Jesus. If you understand that, give God praise right there. Yeah. <clears throat> so today, what I want to do is add one more component to this concept of health. And it's the element of humility. It's very important. Humility. Now, our opening scripture is Psalms 107, verse 20. God sent his word and healed them. See, the word. He sent his word and healed them and delivered them from their destruction. So the word of God spoken from your mouth to your body will heal you. The word of God spoken from your mouth to your situation will deliver you from whatever element of destruction you're facing. It doesn't matter what it is, but we're talking about health. Now, 
What's the deal with humility and health? How does that go together? We don't normally associate humility with health. But we're going to look at this today and we're going to see that the sustaining of health is driven by a mindset and a, and a heart set. It will support the sustaining power of health in your life and in your body. Now, now this came to me when, when COVID-19 came on the scene because I, I saw things in the body of Christ that I didn't, I didn't like. I saw people, you know, just boasting and bragging and making others feel rather defeated or sinful, rather, if they did not think and see and feel the same way that they were projecting. I saw arrogance is what I'm trying to say. I saw a lot of arrogance in the church, among church leaders, and, and, and advising people in ways that they, they shouldn't have been. You see, someone came to me and says, Pastor, should I take that vaccine? I said, well, if you're asking me, you probably should. That's like if somebody comes to me and says, I have this condition in my body. Should I go see the doctor? If you have to ask me, you better go. Because ultimately, there's something going on in your own mind and in your own heart where you're not sure. My job as your pastor and as a teacher of the gospel is not to tell you what you should do. It's to teach you the word of God and to teach you how to respond to the word of God and how to respond to the leading and the guiding of the Holy Spirit in your life. Let the Holy Spirit tell you what to do. You don't need somebody telling you what to do, whether you should or shouldn't, who you should vote for, who you shouldn't vote for. The same Holy Spirit that leads you and guides you every day of your life knows how to tell you how to take care of your body and how to guide you in your civic duties in life. And I'll say amen by myself if I have to do that. But that's not my job to tell you those things. My job is to teach you how to be guided by the Holy Spirit. That's what I'm doing. That's what I've done the whole time. I say, Lord, you see all this going on? You see all this death? You see all this sickness? You see all this, what they're calling COVID and all that? Okay, I don't, I, too many voices out there. Too many people saying too many different things out there in the church and outside the church. Say, so I will tune my ear to you. I will do what you tell me to do. And I will be guided by you. And that's what Dr. Debbie and I have done. And God has kept us. Amen. Amen. And if you do that, he will keep you too. I mean, that's what we teach all the time, right? So why change the method when it's been working? What's the deal? The same faith we use for increase, the same faith we use to, to overcome challenges in life, is the same faith we use to walk in divine health. Nothing changes. Now, 
In 1 Peter chapter 5 and verse 5, here's a scripture I want you to see. 1 Peter 5 and 5. It says, God will resist the proud. But he will give grace to the humble. What is pride? What is humility? Let's first define pride. Pride, we, we associate it with arrogance. But pride ultimately is a decision to do things your way. As opposed to God's way. That's pride. God says, go right, you go left. That's pride. God says, give, and you don't. That's pride. God says, uh, be kind to someone, and you do just the opposite. That's pride. That's pride. It is a decision in your heart to go to move in a direction opposite of that which God has instructed you to do. So then if that's pride, what is humility? Humility is a decision to flow with God, to go in the direction he's leading you, ultimately boiling down to obedience and surrender to his will and to his way. For more inspiration, visit our YouTube channel at Dr. Norman Thomas.